Hello, and welcome back to the Black Joy Archive. I'm your host, Clarissa Brooks. I am a writer, cultural worker, and editor based in Atlanta, Georgia, but proudly and happily from Charlotte, North Carolina. In this episode of the Black Joy Archive, we're doing something a little bit different today. We're going to be introducing you to Dave Gaines and Eliza Turner, who are a powerful director and producer duo who we met up with at the Black Star Film Festival in Philadelphia this year to premiere their film, The Freedom to Fall Apart. The Freedom to Fall Apart is a dark comedy short film by these emerging filmmakers as they were Black Star's filmmaker lab fellows this year, Dave and Eli warmly welcomed us into their Black Star experience as they dealt with all of the nerves, excitement, and first-time jitters of being debut filmmakers. Now, to give a bit more context, The Freedom to Fall Apart is a film about a college dropout who accepts an invitation to join an elite secret society, but quickly discovers their mission is less charitable than expected. The film was shot entirely in Philadelphia and stars Joshua Hendricks and Robert Newen, who play Chase and Donald. Dave and Eli, who, as we said earlier, are 2023 Black Star Filmmaker Lab Fellows, are part of this program that started back in 2021. The year-long fellowship supports and uplifts Black, Brown, and Indigenous emerging and mid-career filmmakers in the greater Philadelphia area by providing funding as well as access to mentorship, critical feedback, equipment, crews, and space. So we took it to Philly and we met up with Dave and Eli's two days before the film's premiere to dig deeper into how they made this film in just a few short months. Now, listener, you probably don't know this about me, but I'm not a morning person. That is not something that I do. But I woke up bright and early at 9 a.m. to meet up with Dave at the Kimmel Center, which became kind of the Black Star Film Festival headquarters for the weekend. Thankfully, I ran into Dave just a few short blocks from the Kimmel Center, and we got to just chop it up about how we were both craving a nap um, after each day of socializing, and after getting some coffee and meditating, I was able to grab a few minutes with Dave after his first panel as a director on the Daily John stage. My name is David A. Gaines. Uh, my pronouns are he, they. And I am the writer and director of The Freedom to Fall Apart. My name is Eliza Turner. Uh, my pronouns are she, her, and I'm the producer for The Freedom to Fall Apart. Beautiful. Uh, do you mind running us through a little bit of this realm, what it's about, and why it's important? Absolutely. So The Freedom to Fall Apart um, is a, an absurdist uh, comedy drama um, that follows a college student who drops out of college to uh, take some time for himself, deal with his mental, he's struggling with his mental health, um, but still is questioning, battling this question of his value, you know. And so he accepts the invitation uh, from his friend to join this elite, prestigious secret society or fraternal order and goes to the lodge uh -huh. and quickly realizes, you know, their mission isn't as charitable or uh, hospitable as he first thought. Uh, but the film is a satire, uh, I believe. It's a satire that kind of explores the intersection of blackness, masculinity, and capitalism. Um, we really want to talk about this thing we throw around called black excellence. I wanted to get a little bit into 
the script writing yeah. process mm -hmm. uh, a little bit of what that struggle was like and then how you came on later on to help with that yeah for sure and eliza was a huge help yeah. um so doo -doo 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 -doo. i started with the script again these sketches were i wrote 14 of them yeah. um because i was working on my next poetry manuscript i'm a poet and i was depressed i was like dealing with a lot of heaviness i was like i'm gonna laugh I just want to laugh. So anything that makes me laugh, I'm going to write it down. Wrote 14 sketches and was like, all right, I'm going to shoot an anthology film, you know, because I had no idea the resources yeah. and labor that would entail and found out, you know, I fucked around and found out. Quickly. I can curse on here, but um, <laughs> that's when I found out about Black Star. Mm -hmm. I plucked four of the comedy sketches yeah. that I felt like had the most uh, in common thematically mm -hmm. and submitted them, kind of wrapped it up in a, you know, submit, you gotta do the submission thing. Um, and so made it, I'm gonna make shooting anthology films similar to like Jim Jarmusch's like coffee and cigarettes and, and movies like that in four rooms. Um, submitted, and then once I got in and learned what short film was, cause I realized like I had never really seen short film or understood it as a genre. Um, it's very different from, from how you would construct a feature film. And so, yeah, it was like, honestly our first day orientation, November 20th, we sat in a circle. We just met each other. Mm -hmm. Literally, like, we met once prior to then. Mm -hmm. um, on Zoom. On Zoom for, like, maybe 15, 20 minutes or something mm -hmm. like that. Um, met in person. This was Eli's first time seeing the script, mm -hmm. I believe. Okay. And we all read it together. Black Star, all the fellows, and also the guest directors that they brought in and writers. Um, and just read our scripts. And it was terrifying and also thrilling like it's everything I ever wanted but also it was scary so but after that you know and they had notes you know they had plenty of notes but I, I like to think I'm a receptive person and so I was really diligent in writing all the notes down and wanted to like study and learn what it means to make a short film so that's what it was the next couple months like my Christmas and Thanksgiving was like not fun uh you know I went ate dinner and then rushed back to the computer and like was really banging my head against the wall and like spiraling <laughs> if I'm being honest it was it was pretty bad, um, but once again, the the issue with the struggle was what world do these all exist together? Because we had like I think Black Star told us um, we had three four days to film. That was like oh, wow. really the cap. Um, so again, it wasn't just I don't want to make an anthology film. It was like what film can I make? What's the best film I can make in this fellowship yeah. with mm -hmm. these guys with the time allotted? Mm -hmm. Right? Because we're premiering. In August, like yeah. to, you know, next sat of this Saturday. Um, so anyway, once tied all together, and again, I was putting them in everywhere. I put these, in, I put these sketches in a restaurant at one point. Mm. Put it in a school at one point. Mm. One point, it was in a bus terminal, which is my favorite one personally, yeah. outside of the fraternal order. And then once it landed, and and while I'm putting it in places, I'm changing characters. I'm rewriting character names, figuring out dynamics, um, changing like, uh themes and, and messages and trying to figure out which jokes can stay and which can't because again sketch comedy is not it wasn't a real screenplay what i submitted there was no direction there was no scene design it was just jokes dialogue two characters just like talking to each other which is great like i loved that yeah but i realized like is everyone <laughs> is that gonna work is that gonna play how i wanted to so yeah it was like but study on youtube university looking yeah. up short film uh writing script tips and 
how to build, make interesting characters and what's makes an interesting protagonist. What's like the philosophical conflict of the story and stakes and how to write a good ending. All these things. I'm teaching what? myself. Teaching myself. Well, watching films. Reading uh, our fellows, uh, our, my fellow uh, directing cohort folks. Um, reading their scripts over and over. Being like, okay, like these people are filmmakers, right? They know scripts. So really studying, you know, driving myself mad. Um, and then arrived to a point where... Um, the fraternal order kind of came in um, and it still wasn't finished. There wasn't an ending. So it was missing like after the white baby sequence, yeah. um, it kind of just like fell apart ironically. Um, and that's when I feel like Eliza, who had been very like um, respectful, I think of like the creative process of a director and it being my movie and my idea and all that type of stuff. But knowing, but was watching me struggle and knew that like we had a script supervisor and he was great. Um, he definitely gave me some great notes, but um, it wasn't as much support as I needed. I don't think he knew just how much support I needed. So then Eliza came in. And I don't know if you want to talk about that. What was your first thoughts of the script? And got it. Um, the script. Um, I think the initial script. I thought it was very funny. I I was cracking up. Like I even had like people in mind that I thought who could play like the roles. Remember there were like the receptionist or the person yeah. that was on the phone yeah. at the yeah, beginning. Yeah. I was like, oh, I, I know I can cast for that. <laughs> And then once we kind of started to go through different changes, there was a moment where you were going through the rewrites, but I hadn't read it at yeah. all. Yeah. But you, you were telling me like, oh, it's changed. Oh, it's changed. Now we're here. Now we're there. And so when we were going through the restaurant, we were going through, you know, the terminal, I hadn't read any of like what the actual, you know, script was about. It wasn't until we had to like submit something to Blackstar so where it's like, okay, this is great. Like, I love this. I love to see where it's going. And then you had a deadline that was like January 31st yeah. to submit something. But I would say after that deadline and like maybe the end of February, I could tell that you were kind of like unresolved with where it was at, even though we were moving forward with production. And so I could feel that in you. And then it, was, it only took us like, really just like one full like, yeah. weekend work session where he sat down and we really like dissected the elements that were at play like the race car um, like the company behind the race car NAVCO like where does this come from why does he want to to use these things and we just really got a chance to like deep dive into it and I remember you had all these ideas and these scenes in your head that was my favorite I'm sorry it's just like yeah. I remember having just a pages and pages of ideas that I, endings and things I wanted to add, mm -hmm. but knew we already had picture lock. So that was the deadline we had where we can't change it, can't add characters, can't change locations. But I but we just had a bunch of ideas and I was like, Eli, can I just like tell you all of them? And like you tell me <laughs> what is hitting for you and what's not. Yeah. Literally, she was like, yeah, go ahead. We wrote, it was like 30 something. It was a whole, a whole whiteboard. whole whiteboard. Of different ways that things could have gone. Yeah. And so we literally wrote them out. Mm -hmm. I had like a few mm -hmm. to like, you know, insert in there, but then we ranked them. Like, yeah. do we like this? Them, yeah. You know, and then we narrowed them down from there. And then once we came up with those elements, then we inserted them into the script sure. together. And I, I think that was what was so beautiful about it is that we really did take those elements yeah. and then yeah. put it in yeah. where it felt right. 
it didn't feel right, then we would like, you know, kind of circle back. And that's how we got the the final scene. The black owned prison scene and the final scene between uh, Chase and Anthony came from that writing session. Yeah. 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 It was a great day. Yeah. Right. And that's also like a good like lock in moment. Yeah. Like yeah. this order the pizza. That's cute. <laughs> yeah. 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 No. Get it done. It's a late day. I mean, we were playing like 12 hour were there days on like on the weekends. Mm -hmm. To get it what was the actual filming like? So then you said y'all had three to four days to film. What was the actual like? Yeah, start to stop. We had three three days of shooting. Yeah, so we had um, a pre-strike day or pre-light day, which is essentially where our crew comes and kind of like gets ready. And we also have our production team and they kind of come and set up the art. And we really just rearranged this man's entire house. Um, I want to get a little bit into the day that y'all met at Writer's Block. Yeah. Mm. Can you give us a little bit of background on like where were y'all mm. both at in your lives mm. and like mm. how did that solidify this kind of working partnership that John had? Yeah. Well, I know Writer's Block is a bar that I've always known about as a writer. Like it's like I'm I guess I'm the target audience, but I just never been. Um, I'm gonna write this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like it was you that initiated. It was like, hey, yeah. let's meet up. This was like top of maybe. December, right? Yeah. yeah, maybe towards the middle of December. Yeah, so the yeah. first reading was November 20th, and y'all met there. Yeah, later that, yeah, yeah. Um, I was still in the throes of, like, imposter syndrome, and, like, I don't know how to write a short film, and um, honestly, it was, like, there were points where I wanted to, like, drop out of the fellowship, honestly, simply because it was, like, this film is your calling card. It's your first film. This is how people know your style. And like, if I can't put my best foot forward, I'd rather not put any foot forward at all. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, maybe not do it. But I think this meeting was really important for me um, because it was it was a moment where we kind of just like inaugurated mm -hmm. this process. Uh, just got some drinks, and Eli was asking me. Eli was like really considering me. And like as a filmmaker, as a director, as a writer, like looking into the future, like what what do you want to come from this film? No one had asked me that before that meeting. I'm not really I didn't know. I was like, I think I tried to come up because, you know, you're supposed to have an idea. But it was it was nonsense. It was nonsense. But but, you know, just simply being asked that question and beginning to think about some preliminary ideas like Eli really came with structure. I think met my like crazy creative mm -hmm. all over the place energy with like, you know, a framework yeah. that I think allowed us to kind of really mm -hmm. fall yeah. into in place. You know? Yeah. So yeah, we, we and the thing is we we had met with Black Star. Yes. And then the rest of our meetings were kind of like either maybe we did like emails and Zoom, mm -hmm. but we were getting ready to go into break. Yes. For yes. winter break. Yes. And I felt it, the reason why I wanted us to meet is I felt it was important for us to have like that grounding space together prior to you going back, you know, at home and like going through the script like multiple times for us to meet before January 30th or something, whenever our next uh, workshop was. And so um, I was like, okay, cool, let's meet on a Saturday. I had a paper due, I had something due that I literally yeah. remember being like, this is like the only time that I can meet him. So I'm just gonna go, cause we went early and we, we stayed late. Yeah, <laughs> yeah because we, we just ended up, you know, enjoying ourselves yeah. and, and just talking. And I think that we were really able to connect as people. I learned more about you, your yeah. family, Same. and just 
you know, just who I was getting ready to go yeah. into this process with. Yeah. And I remember coming back and telling my partner, like, I really like him. Like, yeah, he's yeah. cool. I think he's going to be like a little brother. And then yeah. here we are. Here we are. Yeah. Right. Literally then. So, yeah. um, so today is August ooh, 3rd, 3rd. August 3rd. The film premieres on Saturday. Two days. Two days. Two ways. Do you want to say to your future self? Um, I think my future self, I kind of just want her to be present and also to really look at what has been created through like just hard work and determination and like the fact that other people get to enjoy your art. Like that's a blessing. And just knowing that you can keep doing that. Um, if you want to, and you'll be fine, money will be fine, family will be fine. Um, but yeah, just keep creating beautiful experiences that, that the world needs. Hey Dave, how you doing bud? Uh, you are loved, you are so loved. Uh, I love you and also other people love you too. And they actually mean it when people say they like your film uh, they're not lying to you. Um, in fact, when filmmakers say when they like your film, especially, they are definitely not lying to you. Um, some of them, at least. Believe them. Believe them. Believe in yourself. Uh, be proud. Be as present as you can. Uh, I know you're probably sad, you know, especially if you're listening to this after the festival. Uh, but just know that with every ending comes new beginnings and that uh, the seeds even if, you know, life is going to keep going on after Black Star this year and after the fellowship, uh, but there will be new opportunities. Um, you will continue to head in the direction that you choose, whatever that is. Um, just keep believing in yourself. Um, keep listening to other people. Um, be gentle with yourself. Be gentle with others. Um, and keep going, no matter what. Keep, keep going. As the day eases on, I was able to grab a few more minutes with Dave after his panel to check in on his feelings, um, his energy for the weekend, and to just kind of see how he's feeling about how things are going. The energy of the weekend is really starting to pick up and the buzz around Dave and Eli's film is just getting stronger day by day. So it is August 4th. You just finished your panel the day before your opening night. Yes. Do you want to talk a little bit about what was it like hearing that immediate feedback from mm. um, the moderator? Yes. Uh, Shanti was the moderator and hearing hearing her say that she watched the film last night and that she really liked it and even off stage afterwards she like really told me she really really liked it and that mm -hmm. she watches a lot of films and all that is like honestly I, it's surreal. Mm -hmm. um, it's exactly what I wanted to hear. Um, it's also, it's unreal because I did never believe that I that would be possible. Like in the process, I was so focused on trying not to make a bad film. Mm -hmm. I never really considered the possibility of making like a great one. Mm -hmm. And that seems to be, you know, I'm not the judge of my film's quality. I love it, but I think it's really up to the people at this point and the people so far have been saying that it, you know, it's great. And that is nurturing on so many different levels and validating and affirming. And um, a lot of this process has just been, you know, the imposter syndrome and the feeling out of place and the feeling like, you know, I'm just a poet who like snuck through the back door of film and Black Star. 
that has been pervasive this entire experience. And the more I hear people and, but there's so many instances in this process where it's just been like, no, like you're yeah. supposed to be here. You've worked to be here. Uh, you have your gifts and talents and, you know, dispositions fit here. They work here. Like I really do feel like there's a harmony here and that is never more apparent than when someone is in the film world mm -hmm. watches film uh says that they really like mine you know that just like you know brings it home for me yeah uh trusting your talents is really hard though mm -hmm. yes <laughs> yes well, yes so i definitely Absolutely. understand that i think listening to that moment mm -hmm. i was definitely like yeah no i definitely have been in that place i like people like no this is good right right like, are you sure yeah I'm not? like i don't believe you almost. Like, yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah with this yeah. guy here. Yeah, um, yeah. I was thinking a little bit about what you mentioned yesterday um, about your family, mm -hmm. that folks are coming in for it. Mm -hmm. What do you think that'll mean to have family and friends mm -hmm. seeing it and being in that moment? Because I know it's different hearing it from like colleagues, friends, but like having family be For sure, for sure, for is? sure. Um, it's gonna be fun. Mm -hmm. I'm glad I made a comedy. Because I think if it was like a drama or something like really heavy, it'd be different. Yeah. But I'm just excited to laugh with my family. I mean, obviously, I get my sense of humor from them. So I just know they're going to enjoy it. And I'm looking forward to seeing what parts they enjoy the most. I think something I'm also looking forward to, what I think it'll be like is this being my first film. Mm -hmm. They don't have a point of reference yeah. for this. Um, so many people who knew I was making a film saw the trailer and was like, oh. Like you're making a film, you're, doing you're making a movie. Mm -hmm. um, and so they really don't have a point of reference. And I think that's something about that is exciting um, and new. And I'm looking forward to seeing their reaction and how that maybe like, you know, changes both how they understand my practice, but also maybe even how they approach their own things. Yeah. Cause it's not just family and friends. It's like my poetry community coming yeah. out and I'm like, I would say maybe the first or one of the first within that space to like have a premiere yep. at Blackstar. Yeah. Um, and so I think this is kind of like trailblazing in a way that I'm really excited for them to see like, yo, like we are limitless. Yeah. We can take this poetry thing in any direction mm -hmm. we want to. Because mm -hmm. like I said in the panel, poetry is the base of everything. So you can go anywhere with it. You yeah. can do what you want. Um, and that's honestly, I think what I'm looking forward to the most is watching their reaction to that like class ceiling or whatever those perceived boundaries are in terms of their own art um, shatter, you know, yeah. and being a part of that. Yeah, that's something stuff. My last question was gonna be about, I don't think I asked it earlier, but what does your family makeup look like? Do My family makeup, yeah. So um, I have an older sister who I currently live with. Okay. I was a year older than me. I have a younger brother who is three years younger than me. Uh, I have a younger sister who passed away when I was very young, um, and I have a mother and a father who are living. Um, I have my maternal, on my mom's side, I have a grandmother who will be at the, in the film, or at the premiere. Um, I have a grandfather, uh, I have another grandfather who's her stepfather who's in the movie, so I have a tons of cousins. I was going to say. Tons of yeah. cousins. And then, like from a family. Huge family. Super and then if you, if you tie church into it as well, like I was raised by a village, okay. and those people are like, yeah, literally a gang, a mob. Yeah. A mob of human beings. so fun to meet and like see that yeah. group of folks come together. Yeah. Your siblings stuff. have not seen the movie. My sister has. Aww. She saw it 
but it wasn't colored and it wasn't mixed. Yeah. So, um, and the VFX wasn't there either. So it's 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 much different. But yeah. she has seen like he knows the jokes and everything. My brother hasn't seen anything. I don't know if he'll be able to make it. He uh, he's in med school. He goes to Pecan, which is one of the biggest you know med schools in yeah. Philly. And uh, so he's like swamped, yeah. you know, so, but he'll definitely see it eventually. Yeah. Um, but no one else in my family outside of like some cousins have seen it. Yeah, yeah, so it's gonna be, it's gonna be fresh, you know. I haven't been in a room with a large group of people from Philly ever in my life, so I'm gonna stop. Ooh, brace yourself. For the experience. Brace yours. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. After the break, we meet Dave and Eli on their big day as their family and friends see the film for the very first time. All right, y'all, it's officially the big day. Myself and my co-conspirator and co-producer, Mackenzie, are back in the Suzanne Roberts Theater, talking to friends, chit-chatting, and waiting on the stars of the moment, Dave and Eli. But just minutes before their debut, they walk in in true artist fashion, both arrive on time, and color coordinated, wearing various forms of green. The duo is grabbing time with their family and friends so everyone can sit together and take photos. So we grab Dave super briefly before we headed into the theater for the big moment. How you feeling? I'm feeling amazing. Yeah, what you guys tell us about today? Today is August 5th. It's about just about 2.30 at Suzanne Roberts Theater. Saturday. It is, the, it is the world, the world premiere of The Freedom of the Fall Apart, my directorial debut that I wrote. And uh, yeah, I'm feeling amazing. A lot of yeah, people I didn't even know, I don't even know. Or my cousin are like, yo, who's I'm like, um anything at the top of your head about the producer. If you're like making it up a scene, a character. Uh no. Oh. I just I wanna I wanna know what bits people think of us. I think like your sense of humor is so personal to you that like I tend to feel like I'm just a weirdo who has a bit of weird sense of humor, so when people laugh, it's like, okay, I'm like, I'm not, I like, you know, I don't know, it's like this, like, communal feeling, people are laughing together, and also there's not a lot of comedies, oh, Black Star, so, like, this is kind of special, or, um, so I'm just hoping, you know, it's not just, like, cricket, you know what I mean, but it's, it is a little all right, y'all, the deed is finally done. The movie has premiered and it got beautiful reviews. Theater, fully excited, full of noise, so much appreciation. And we're excited to get along with the rest of the day. So we are heading down just a few blocks down the road to the Freedom to Fall Apart's private family reception so we can chat with the cast, the crew, and the loved ones who all made this film possible.
such a, I feel it's an underrated profession and mm -hmm. when it comes to films, but it's something I love, so he doesn't even know how to fight. Well, I'll say this, the script was like a wonderland mm -hmm. to like build from, to be honest. Um, and then just meeting Eli and Dave um, in the beginning and just talking about the field and the culture, we kind of, you know, went into some tangents about black culture and um, like what that looked like for each of us because Dave grew up very suburban um, Eli's from Dallas, I'm from Milwaukee, and it's all different black experience. The love topic will love to say like, you know, black people are monoliths, but yes, you have similar experiences, but there's so many different nuances. Um, so that's something I wanted to dive into as well, like the nuances around excellence, around black people, around black men, um, around even just like what it means to show up in a traditional space right. because the set was taking place in such a traditional Tudor old right. style home but like what did that look like for some for history meaning modern times meaning futurism and overall blackness right. so that's kind of like where my mind like my inspiration like then from yeah and the future of my work let me first say this before I can say where I've been having this conversation recently with filmmakers that I've been still, you know, doing some work around the strikes that are happening. Um, it's very unfortunate, but also I think it's such a bittersweet moment because yes, we're fighting for what we deserve, like what every like everybody deserves. Okay, well, doesn't matter, right? But the other part of that is I love it so much. I love that we have the opportunity, like these filmmakers now have the opportunity to tell more real and intentional stories. And I feel like with what we're going into right now is more so about what the masses may want, what's gonna make money, yeah. what's gonna sell versus the story. Yeah. And I think we're starting to see a divide in even the audiences of like what we want, what do we want to see, what kind of stories we want to see, especially for black folks, because we tired of seeing a style of TV, right? So I think I'm so excited to see the audiences and the, the masses to care more about the smaller filmmaker and those smaller stories. And then I'm super excited for the smaller filmmakers because you have that responsibility, right, of like, telling these stories, telling them in different ways, and just, you know, pushing out love. So for me, um, I feel like for me, my trajectory throughout this whole thing 
Um, it's more so about the attention, the care, the um, the greediness, the authenticity um, around telling black stories. And that's all I want to do, really. Like, that's really all I want to do. That's all I want to be around. And I would say this day set was one of the most chill, thoughtful, loving sets I've ever worked on. And I, I wish that for every set, for everybody. And if we can move forward in that way um, throughout the whole industry, I feel like that's even gonna carry on even more in the story. On the second evening, and I asked you to get a message to yourself for this day. Yes. Uh, you mentioned talking to your inner child to be present and trustable when people are giving compliments. Uh, I'm trying to be present. It's really difficult because people are telling me things that I'm always wanting to hear, uh, but now that they're there, it's like, can I believe them? But because my past self told me to, I'm to listen. I'm trying to. I don't know if I'm succeeding in being present, but I really have tried. Uh, what's coming up for me is just the gratitude. Honestly, for having we're in all music, um, especially Black Star, and all the instructors and mentors that came through that space and helped us. Uh, for coming in, also just being there for me, having Eliza, and not just made this film, uh, but hosted the space that we're in right now. And, uh, I really got to be, I got to run it off. Yeah, I got to be. But I learned right and you know, you know, just talk to people, have fun, talk to the actors. Uh, she really handled a lot of that. My new show, I never think so. I'm really grateful for her. I'm really happy, and it's really hitting me now. All right, y'all. So that is it for another episode of the Black Joy Archive. For more information about Black Star Film Festival and to sign up, for their newsletter and podcast, please go to blackstarfest.org. If you enjoyed this show and want to hear more in the future, the best way to do that by helping us grow and stick around is by leaving us a five-star rating wherever you get your podcasts, whether that be Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Make sure you are subscribed to us and don't forget to share the Black Joy Archive with your family and friends. To call more Black Joy into your life and your inbox, of course, you can always sign up for the Black Joy newsletter by heading to Reckon News, clicking on the Black Joy page, and then entering your email address into the sign-up box. We also want to hear from you. What gives you Black Joy? Let us know by finding us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok at Black Joy Reckon, or by shooting us an email at blackjoy at reckonmedia.com. This episode of Black Joy Archive was hosted by myself, Clarissa Brooks, and it is edited and produced by John Hammontree and Danny Buckingham with additional support from Mackenzie Riverfoy. For more podcasts from the Reckon family, please check us out on Reckon Radio and the Reckon Interview Series wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, stay joyful.